You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. That's right. We are the Fantasy Joes. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Ryan Livergood at Roto Librarian. Joining us from North Carolina, it's the one and only Trey Barrett. Trey, what's going on? What is going up, gentlemen? I, uh, man, rookie season is in full effect. We just had a Patreon episode that we recorded making Epic. some draft picks live. It was awesome. Good times, man. Rookies, rookies everywhere. Hey, and we don't, we plug it at the end of the show, but if you're not following us on Patreon or supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash fantasy Joes. We just had a great show for our Patreon listeners. We dissected some of our teams. It was a good time. Wasn't it Will Greenwood, who's in the home office in Minneapolis, Minnesota? It was so long I can't talk. Eating his second sorbet bar of this evening. What's going on? I thought this was a judgment-free zone. So I'll eat as many sorbet bars as I choose. I'm very fancy. (laughs) I'll eat sorbet bars. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk about how you need to draft Daniel Jones in your Superflex drafts. That's right. We're going to get into how to attack – your rookie drafts, specifically your Superflex drafts. We're going to give you some actionable advice. What do you do in these drafts? Because there's a lot of questions. And we're going to start right at the top, which makes sense. The 101. What do you do in a Superflex draft? Do you just take Kyler Murray? Do you take somebody else? Or do you trade the 101 for something? Guys, it's not necessarily clear that Kyler Murray will always go at the 101. I'm in a Superflex league. And Kyler Murray went at the 104, which blew my mind. I don't know who I'm playing with in that league. I hope not they're not listening league, tonight. <laughs> but so what are, you, what are you guys doing? Uh, Will, why don't you go first? The 101. If you got the 101 in a Superflex league, is it just take Kyler Murray? And if you're going to shop him, what do you want for him? No, I think it's take Kyler Murray and don't look back and wait until he – I think at this point in time, with the, the value you can get at the 101 – for the Superflex draft this year with how many people hate the 2019 class, take Kyler Murray and expect to accrue value. And at, at, take him now, sell him later if you really dislike Kyler Murray. Okay, so for you, it's just that simple. Trey. Yes. <laughs> That's what I said, Ryan. Weren't you listening? Trey, wh- what are you doing with your one-on-ones in Superflex leagues? Actually, samesies, man. Stick and pick. Take him. Unless you just get a crazy – like, for, here's a for instance – we had this conversation the other day. This is a guy that I really like, and um, but there's some questions, and I think he could be a good buy this offseason. That's Cam Newton. And I asked myself, would I rather have Cam Newton or Kyler Murray? And obviously, there's a part of you that wants to just say Cam Newton, right? You Take the guy that's been a top-five quarterback multiple seasons. Yeah, I, I think trade is frozen. like Cam Newton's arm. <laughs> That's Maybe right. Trey, for, about, Trey you, you froze on us for a second. Yeah, so you were talking about. Seconds. Yeah. So uh, essentially, there's probably only 20 guys right now in Dynasty in a Superflex league that I would take. And, and I didn't, you know, list out the guys. But essentially, what I'm trying to say is it would take a pretty elite offer for me to move Kyler Murray. And you, you may say, well, you're just overvaluing that 101. You know, sure, maybe I am. But at this point, if I own the 101, I'm willing to take the risk. I think that there's a much better chance that Kyler Murray is 
a top five to eight dynasty quarterback, then I think that he is going to be worthless in three or four years. So, you know, I'll, I'll take the floor of quarterback 15 for the ceiling of quarterback, you know, three or four. Yeah. You guys know I'm high on Keller Murray. He was one of my, my guys I wanted to get. He has the potential to be elite. And yes, in the leagues where I have the one one I'm going to shop that pick, but I think you, you, you stick and pick as we've said. Hey, Will, you put in some ideas for who you could trade and try to get with the one one Do you want to talk – any of those stick out at you that you want to mention? Well, no, this is uh, – I want to just, like, put out deals out there that, that uh, maybe I'd maybe offer for the one on one in the Superflex League. <clears throat> so let's say your team has Sony Michelle, <laughs> and this is the league you're in. So I said – I have Aaron Rodgers. So I want to send you Aaron Rodgers for the one on one plus Sony Michelle. Yeah or nay, boys. I might consider it or start a conversation with you, depending on the league that I'm in. Cause, cause Aaron Rodgers is value. Discussion. Always, Just general value discussion. Come on. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'll just say that I'm intrigued. I started a conversation. I don't snap accept or anything, but we'll, we'll talk. Trey. That that's really tough. I would probably have to lean the Aaron Rodgers side in that case, but it would be completely team dependent. And if I'm a serious contender and I acquired the one-on-one in a trade and I can afford to lose Sony Michelle, and I felt like Aaron Rodgers gave me a really great chance at winning the next one to two years. Cause I do think that it's going to be difficult for Kyler Murray to, you know, put up ridiculous game changing production in year one, you know, like one of the places I have the one one where I'm going to be taking Kyler Murray, my quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Phillip Rivers, right? So if, if, if Kyler Murray doesn't start for my team for two years, I'm completely fine with that. So in, in that particular instance, uh, he's worth more to me, if that makes any sense. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't really upgrade my quarterback position in the next two to three years the way that it would if my starting quarterbacks were, you know, Matt Stafford, Marcus Mariota, and Andy Dalton, right? I mean, if, if I can add or, – or, you know, that, that may be shooting even a little bit too low. But you, you know what I mean. If, if adding Aaron Rodgers really bolsters the lineup I'm putting out there week in and week out, if it's a six-point passing touchdown league where the rushing upside of Murray gets um, negated a little bit, um, I'm, I'm – and I probably would try to get something like a future second back, but Sony Michelle's been a sell for me this offseason. So I, I, I would be that, – that trade interests me. Whoop, that was the goal. Uh, so now <laughs> your team that has Damian Williams, and you kind of rode him a little bit last year, and you had traded actually up for the 101, and now you have that. And you're, you, you have a good quarterback core – you know, you're not, you're not overly worried and somebody comes to the table and they're like, okay, I'll give you Leonard Fournette for the one-on-one. For me, no way. I, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I, I have to make concerns with Leonard Fournette and I, I'm intrigued by him this year, but no, I, I, I want to take the chance of Keller Murray. Maybe I'm crazy. Agreed. I would definitely try to get Leonard Fournette from you, but not for the one-on-one. Okay. So let's just do, court, let's assume court. one more and not get bogged down on the one-on-one because not too many okay, people. Okay, 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 okay. Quick, 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 quick. So you have Eli Manning, I. Uh, let's say Joe Flacco and Mitchell Trubisky and you have the one one and somebody offers you Dak Prescott and the, the one eleven. 
No, I'm I'm sticking with uh, Kyler Murray personally. Same as I was just curious. That was a discussion in the league that I was in where they thought the Dak Prescott in the one eleven was a ridiculous offer for the one hundred one. Like it would have it would have to be Dak Prescott in the one hundred two to make me really interested. And, and and part of that's just the offenses and you know the upside and but and I, I like Dak Prescott, but. But you don't love that Prescott. <laughs> okay. So my team isn't very good. I'm trying to rebuild. I had scooped up Nick Foles in my 2020 first that you expect is going to be a top six first next year, maybe top five. So Nick Foles and the 2021st for this year's one on one. Yep. Nah, I'm not going to do it. That close? No, not for me. But I, but I'm the Kyler Murray truther here too. So maybe Trey feels differently. We'll see. No, How are you not the Kyler Murray truther? <laughs> no, I just, I just, I just really, I just really believe in Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. If I'm on the clock, you know, late in the first, I'm not sure how soon Kyler Murray is going in like a one QB league. But I'm not saying I'm going to do it all the time. But I'll think about him. Like, let's say I'm at the 109, 110, I'll, I'll consider Kyler Murray there. Just because I'm that intrigued by him, in, in a depending on the scoring settings in a, in a one QB league, I may not do it, but I'll, I'll consider him strongly. He's a top ten. He's a top ten dynasty quarterback for me right now. He's 22 years old, so you're gonna have to come after him. His wingspan yeah. is so tiny. I'm getting overpaid <laughs> if I'm selling. If I'm selling Kyler Murray, I'm getting an overpay because, to be honest, at this point, he could come into the league and not do incredible things this year or next, then his value is going to be super insulated. Yeah, let's move on. From the contract discussions in the league for baseball. He's got a lot of risk with him. Let's not pretend that's not real. No risk. <laughs> all these guys have risk. I mean, if you look at all of them, all these guys have risk. And the draft might start over him, according to Cliff Kingsbury. No this, risk. Let's be honest. This is a bad – rookie class overall this is a bad rookie class but i do feel great about the 101 three top picks and they're all quarterbacks okay let's let's move on let's talk about that let's say you have the 102 and 103 you're blessed with both of them so what do you do if you have both of those picks you you want want to try like mad to trade out um or do you take the combination of a couple of players let's talk about that this is super flex league um, Trey, why don't you go first this time? You got the 102 and 103. What are you doing? Kyler Murray's off the board, let's assume. Well, now I'm going to have to reshuffle the deck because I was expecting I was in a league with someone that took David Montgomery with the 101. <laughs> like and I am. I'm going to say <laughs> Kyler Murray. So I'm going to need to pause and figure things out. No, I, so I am taking Josh Jacobs with the 102, unless I get really wild with an offer, because I really like his opportunity this year in Oakland. I think he's going to get a lot of touches. Um, So with the 103, I'm probably going to try to trade down. And I I told you guys the story off the, off the air, but I had an instance where I tried to trade a pick and nobody was interested and ended up making the pick of Nikhil Harry. And then after the fact traded him for, um, a package, and I don't know if we're going to get to it or not, but um, I, I just I think that you know the, the top three for me are pretty set. I know there's a lot of people that say Miles Sanders is 
right there with Harry and, and Jacobs. But I'd say Josh Jacobs and Nikhil Harry would be my picks if I was not able to trade out of those picks. Okay. Will, do you feel the same way? Uh, I mean, I, I think I would take uh, Miles Sanders easily above Nikhil Harry right there just for immediate return and value. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to gamble on that. That's my end goal with that. But let's say you're at the 102, Ryan. Uh, let's say 102, 103, you have both of them, or maybe even like somehow you also acquired the 104. Uh, and let's uh, we're doing the Superflex League. So I have the 107, and I offer you with the 107 and Kenyon, Kenyon Drake for the, for the 104. What, what are you doing? Oh gosh, I'm so the 107 and the and Kenyon Drake for the 104. I'm intrigued by Drake this year. Drake, yes, I'm intrigued by Drake this year, and I think maybe he's a buy. But not only producer in college, not only producer in the NFL. Who went? Who went? Who went at the 101, 102, 103? Doesn't matter. No, I'm going to take the. I'll probably take the 104 because you know maybe Haskins is still there. you so, know, it's gonna be it's gonna be Haskins, Harry, or Jacobs for me there. So I, I would rather have one of those guys in that package. For so sure. you're you're in a normal Superflex league. Uh, it goes not normal, but uh, it goes Kyler Murray, Dwayne Haskins, and then uh, Josh Jacobs. 104. Would you take the 107 and Kenyon Drake for the for the 104? No, I would not. Ooh. No, I'll, I'll stick and pick with. I, I guess Harry in that case. Uh, you know, I, I still take Harry over Sanders. I I, I don't like want to get in a major argument about taking Sanders over Harry. Cause I see it, but he's still, you know, drafted the, the first round pedigree okay, the one, the get a situation, yada, yada, yada. The one Oh five. So you're, you're moving up. So you're just going to swap, swap picks with me and give me Kenyon Drake. Well, no, it's the one Oh seven. So it's two picks down. Oh, excuse so me. Nikhil, um, Nikhil Harry goes fourth. Uh, now we have Miles Sanders and, and David Montgomery left. So I have the one Oh seven. And Kenyon Drake for the 104, even 105, let's say. Or sorry, 105 or 106. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to trade up to the. Gosh. I want that tier. I want that tier player. Right. I would. No, I, I, yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. You would? I would take the 107. I'd take the 107 and Kenyon Drake for the 105. Absolutely. Because, because to me, at that point, when you're at the 105, you've got Miles Sanders, you've got A.J. Brown. You've got TJ Hawkinson. You've got Noah Fant. I like all those guys. Those guys are probably pretty close to one solid tier for me. And at the at the very least, I feel like I'm going to be able to get likely one of Sanders and Brown. And I like Kenyon Drake's upside. I think that he has a real opportunity. He scored over 200 points last year in a PPR league um, with, with not a huge amount of production. Frank Gore is gone. The starting, They did not bring anyone in. I think he's got a chance to be a top 20 running back this year. And I don't even think that's a hot take. So yeah, give me that production and move down two spots and not move a tier um, all day, every day. Didn't they bring in the, was it the Washington running back? Miles Gaskin? Is that, is that right? I, I... You mean the undrafted free agent? Miles Gaskin? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, think, I, I mean, think Kenyon Drake was a third round draft pick. This is, this is a guy with a, a, a nice athletic profile. I, as was capital. was wasn't Balaj right there, third fourth round. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think Balaj could have a, a chance there too. I, but I just I think that Kenyon Drake yeah. is a better all around running back. 
No, no, I, I like you. You make you bring up a good point. And for a second there, I had a, a you know like brain freeze, and I forgot about the tight ends. So you're right. You trade back to the 107. Oh. You get and one maybe of those you Iowa get tight ends. 105 at 107. It's not crazy, I right? Mean, maybe the guy like I like Fant better than Hawkinson. So maybe I mean maybe the 107 comes, and I can even trade back another spot or two. I mean, you know, I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Oh, so. you guys are so wrong right here. I would snatch this up every time. For if I had Kenny and Drake in the 107, and we're in a league where it's it's going to be clearly uh, Miles Sanders and David Montgomery at the 105, 106, I'd give that up easy. Yeah. So you give which setup easy? I'm sorry. I, I would give up those those that that pick and that player easy for for those two guys. That tier to me is a dr- dramatic drop off. You think Who there's that big of a Sanders and Brown? What's up? Who did you say? Sanders yeah, I think, and Miles Sanders in in. I'll, I'll go ahead and throw my cards in with David Montgomery. I would trade those guys instantly. The, the, I'd trade the 107 and Kenny and Drake with those picks, knowing that those two picks are going to be next in the draft. It's just – it's the way rookie drafts are going to play out. And maybe – maybe the outlier happens, but I'd, I'd rather not gamble against that. And I would take – I would trade up to the, to the 105 and I'd grab Miles Sanders and then I'd be – I'd like wouldn't wear pants for a week kind of celebration. All right, so you like Sanders over David Montgomery because you're a big David Montgomery guy. It's well, just it's just close, but I would take that. I would take that. Yeah, I would take that earlier. I think that's a way safer pick. Yeah, one of the things that surprised me with rookie drafts, guys, is that it seems that there's not not in the majority of leagues, but a lot of leagues where David Montgomery is going over Miles Sanders, which really surprises me. And I guess it's just that people see that this very clear cut situation in Chicago, and and I, and I think Miles Sanders is going to be good. Or excuse me. The Sanders is going to be good for sure, but David Montgomery will be good in that role and, and maybe more viable, at least the first part of 2019. But it just, it just surprises me a little bit that some people value David Montgomery so highly over some of these other guys. It's just a surprise. But anyway, maybe name recognition, um, that type of thing. Okay, so let's move along a little bit. So let's get a little bit deeper. Let's get into the 109. So let's say at the 109, all three of the top running backs are off the board. You know, Jacobs, Sanders, let's throw Montgomery in there. Let's say the two QBs are off the board, Keller Murray, Haskins. Let's say the Iowa tight ends are off the board. So those guys are off the board at the 109. What are you guys thinking about doing? I think there it gets a little, little dice here when we get here and deep in the first round of these Superflex rookie drafts. So who wants to go first? Will, you want to go first this time? Yeah, you said Hawk and Fan were off the board? Yes. Yeah, it's Daniel Jones all day for the receiving group. All right, Daniel Jones. Super flex. And the thing is, like, I'm not happy about that pick. I'm not, like, super stoked. Like, yeah, Daniel Jones. Take him. He's going to be amazing. But I think at the, the value proposition standpoint there, I'm will, more willing to risk that Daniel Jones rises in value versus the rest of the wide receiver group and who I'd pick there. It's it's just too much of a it's like a barrel of monkeys shaking up, uh, you know you know you, you kind of get whatever one falls out and then you try to build a team around it uh, as you do in the game barrel of monkeys, uh, or you can take Daniel Jones and you can just be like the most boring person in your league, but at least you get Daniel Jones for the future. Yeah, Dynasty Rich was on the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast this week. Good listen, they do a a, a mock draft and he was really like pounding the table for Daniel Jones and how he's a tremendous value right now. And Will, you're making the same argument. And I think it is a good argument. I, I think it's, he's certainly in the conversation here 
at the 109 because he's getting a lot of hate and he was picked at number six overall in the NFL draft. The Giants are not going to give up on this kid for several years. So I, I, I don't completely disagree, but there's something about it, Trey, where it's hard for me to pick Daniel Jones. I know I'm going to face this in leagues. Leagues I'm in with you guys, um, where I'll probably be there. He might get into the early second where I've got picks, and it's going to be hard for me to pull the trigger. Maybe that's the right thing to do. But Big dog will be there to scoop those up for cheap. <laughs> All right, I'll trade. I'll trade. I'll trade the pick to Will if if uh, if, I, if I need to. I'll give so, you Kenyon Drake. So so so, what do you think? What do you think, Trey, uh, with this one and nine? I I like it, I, and I think that I concur. You know, the other guys that would be in play for me would be. Um, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown. Is AJ Brown on the board? I also like Paris Campbell, but yeah. Besides the killer area. Okay. So we said one, two QBs off the board, three running backs off the board, two tight ends off the board. So, and then maybe let's say he's on the board. AJ Brown's on the board at the one nine. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I think I probably would, it would be team specific. I like AJ Brown a lot. And I think that if I was pretty solid at quarterback, um, and it wasn't a massive, you know, six point passing touchdown league. I probably would lean AJ Brown, but Daniel Jones would be very intriguing. You know, I, I, people are really hating on Daniel Jones and, and hating on the giants for making this pick. And, and yeah, obviously there's some concerns, but I mean, the guy did have 1300 yards rushing and 17 rushing touchdowns in college. The three years he was a starter, he started at Duke. He played under David Cutcliffe, who I know, you know, there's been some connections. That's, that's who I believe Eli Manning was under the tutelage of at some point. So I, I do think that this is a really nice opportunity for Daniel Jones to come in and, and sit behind Eli Manning for at least probably half the season and learn a little bit, learn the ropes. Say what you will about Eli Manning and his ability to play quarterback in the NFL right now. He comes from a, a, an incredible family of quarterbacks he knows some things, and I think that he can help Daniel Jones become a better quarterback. I think he won't be threatened necessarily by Daniel Jones. I think he'll help him. I think he'll take him under his wing. And I think that at this point, to be able to, to get a guy that was a top six draft pick in the NFL uh, at this point of a rookie draft in, in a thin class, I, I think that this is really a, a decent value. On, on top of that, um, you know, in his college career, Daniel Jones – had five punts for an average of 34 yards. So don't underestimate his special teams abilities. He also registered two solo tackles in his three years at Duke. So maybe there's a little two-way action. I mean, th this guy could play offense, defense, and special teams, especially, I mean, maybe he gets in the return. So th if your league rewards points for return yards, man, all of a sudden Daniel Jones is looking perfect at the 109. Yeah, IDP league, you know, maybe maybe he does play two ways and he gets extra points there. There you go. That's money yeah. in the bank. There we go. All right. <laughs> um, uh, okay. What what about um? Let's let's kind of transition into and I like to, I, I'm with you. I think AJ Brown. If AJ Brown is there at the 109, I'm I'm pulling the trigger on AJ Brown. Yeah, I I just think that you can't don't let's not overplay this landing spot too much. He went to the Tennessee Titans, and yes, Corey Davis is there. Yes, Marcus Marietta looked horrible last year. But remember, 
what we were talking about with Marcus Mariota, like going into last year, it's like Marcus Mariota is going to break out. People loved Marcus Mariota. Then the guy was injured. He couldn't feel his arm. And all of a sudden we, we think he's just awful and is useless. I let's, let's pump the brakes. And even if Mariota is not the answer and they're the Titans are looking for a quarterback next year, I think that AJ Brown could, could still be a nice piece on your, on your, Dynasty football team, so I, I do like that, and I and I like Daniel Jones here too. I think Daniel Jones, maybe we're hyping him up enough where he's not going to be this great value. Maybe he's we're gonna, he's going to climb into the mid first round, and he gets the Joe's bump. Yeah, gets the Joe's uh, bump. Marcus Mariota is basically the Jared Cook of quarterbacks, but we're we're, we're fine. He's always <laughs> year four, year five. Uh, maybe Ryan Tannehill takes over there, and they finally have a prolific passing offense. But, there you uh, go. No, I I, I do actually. Believe in Mariota as far as like being a decent buy low, but uh, AJ Brown going in the second round and going to there, I, I just don't. There, there's enough there for me and enough flags to say, hey, Will, you're not smart enough to actually know whether or not he's going to be great in the NFL. So I'm going to lean towards the sixth overall drafted quarterback for an easy scoop. That's it's, it's kind of like a risk, a risk scenario. Yeah, and I, I don't lean towards the boring side. I just think with AJ Brown, if you look at what he did at the combine, you look at his college production and his, you know, he's drafted in the second round, uh, you know, athletic uh, wide receivers draft in the second round. It's, it's not, it's not a bad, you know, guy to pick at the one nine. but, but Daniel Jones also I'm, I'm fine with, we should move on to the second round. I don't have any players listed here. I'm just curious <laughs> what you guys are doing in the second round because, you know, because I think once you, once you get past AJ Brown, Daniel Jones, late first early second it's kind of this interesting zone because you've got kind of all these wide receivers people seem to be taking whether it's Hardman whether it's Isabella um you've got uh Akeem Butler who some people are still high on that, that's kind of going here it's interesting then you you, you want to think about some of those running backs maybe you know Damian Harris type like the late first early second round what's the strategy for you guys what, what do you want to do in the Superflex League trade them away get rid of them or grab players that have hype around them where you think could boom in the preseason. So who are those guys? Well, so like Paris Campbell, Cole Hardman, those guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, both those. I also think Keen Butler could have some really great preseason slash uh, like, like working out catches, lots of gifs. He'd, he'd grow a lot of hype. Um, those, those are the kind of guys I'm looking for. I also think grabbing, Oh man, look at the name—the running back for the the Ravens. I'm actually really stoked about that landing spot uh, for him. So, oh, Hollywood Brown, yeah. No, the running back, Devin Singletary. <laughs> the Bills. That's the Bills. This is the trouble. <laughs> Justice really Hill. Care. Justice Hill. Justice Hill. Ryan thinks he's the running back. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, that's the Ravens. Oh, you said the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually really excited for Justice Hill's landing spot there at the Ravens. I think Mark Ingram's in for a, a world of difference in his life with, with being a full-on lead running back. And Justice Hill doesn't have the, necessarily the college production profile, but I think he's going to get a crack at it. And that's what, I, that's what I'm, I'm going to guess at in the second round. I'm going to take Devin Singletary over him, and I'm going to – but I'm going to draft him. But like at, So I'll go – I'm going to take Devin Singletary, and then I think I'll go Daryl Henderson, but then before – the other two third round running backs. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Justice Hill. Yeah, we haven't even talked about like Debo. Debo seems to be going higher than than you know maybe we want to take him. I, I like Debo, um, but 
I don't know what his his ceiling is. I think his floor is okay. But um, we haven't talked about J.J. Arcega-Whiteside yet, um, who also is a climber. Um, maybe they're not available to you in the you know early second rounds. Jarrell Henderson with the Todd Gurley factor. Uh, so, Trey, what are, you, what are you doing? Who are you targeting early second rounds? I'm, I'm going to hammer a couple running backs, Damian Harris and Alexander Madison in the early second before I'm taking any of these wide receivers. And, and part of that for me is just the, the, the hit rate, you know, again, a shout out to Jordan McNamara with analytics of dynasty. I'm, I'm hoping we can have him on one more time this off season to talk a little bit about rookies and, and, you know, reflect back a little bit on this rookie class. Um, and, and I'm also really excited to, to be able to look back in 12 months and, and see how the season panned out. Um, but you just, you, I mean, how, how many, we have such short memories the the guys that were winning leagues last year were, were not, um, you know, mid-level wide receivers. It was Damian Williams. It was CJ Anderson. Uh, those are the guys that were winning uh, dynasty leagues last year. So I, I think that there's a real emphasis for me in, in these second and third rounds to be able to grab a little hashtag dad life here. Um, be able to grab these running backs that are just, I mean, you know, Damian Harris behind Sonny Michelle and Alexander Madison behind da- Dalvin Cook. If either of those starting running backs goes down, um, we could be talking the end of next year about Alexander Madison and or Damian Harris being league winners. You're not going to be talking about JJR Siegel Whiteside or Andy Isabella or any other wide receivers in this range being a league winner likely ever. So give me the guys with the super high upside. These are dart throws, right? I mean, second and third round, I'm going to be hammering running backs. I don't love – I mean, I don't hate the Justice Hill pick. I probably would try to get him a little later in the second, but, Will, I like that pick. Um, So that's what I'm doing. I'm I'm hammering the running backs, and, and every wide receiver that gets picked in the second round, when I have upcoming picks, I'm I'm celebrating. All right, Trey's got his, his his little guy to bed, who just came out of his room and is like, "Dad, what are you doing? Um, it's it's late, and and I'm ready to sleep." So I, Trey may have disappeared for a few minutes. I but. heard her discussion about Daniel Jones that I had a nightmare, Dad. <laughs> Dad, you didn't really take Daniel Jones in late first, did you? Daddy, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Um, uh, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of close for us to wrap up anyway, but, bef- but before we end our discussion about actionable advice, and hopefully this has been actionable advice for you when you are starting to jump into these rookie drafts. Some of you already have, um, I've got a ton that start next week. So when this show comes out, maybe we'll be drafting against one another. So Will, what, what about you? What are, who are some guys like getting later third, fourth round? Like who are some targets for you? Like in the fourth round, yeah, we, we talk about these picks as they're, they're definitely dart throws. So who are some interesting high upside guys you want to try to target like late yeah, uh, in your rookie drafts? So De- Dexter Williams for the Packers, that six round pick that they picked up from Notre Dame, my most hated college, but uh, that's fine. Uh, we were talking dynasty Valley in the fourth round is where all Notre Dame players belong. And not kidding, of course, but I think that's a great pickup. They actually drafted him that running back, that, that running back depth chart is, is more up in the air than I think we give it credit for. I do think that Aaron Jones will take over and that's the most likely outcome of what they're doing. But I, I, I just think a late scoop up in a fourth round for a dra- the sixth round running back for them is, is just huge. 
Um, I think also grabbing, and I have to look here for a second for who, uh, who, who, yeah, Darwin Thompson is, is another great, like late scoop for the chiefs. Matt Waldman loves him. If the chiefs drafted him and actually use your capital, they, I feel like they didn't have very many picks, you know, overall, uh, at least think that's worth a stab, a great taxi squad spot. Uh, I also, uh, I think Hakeem Butler is going to fall and be a good grab, but if he doesn't, don't overreach. I think uh, I still am not against Deontay Johnson. And then my boy, my boy, who I'm flight planning this year, I guess. He's my Ryan Nall, but who got drafted, Quadri Allison. All right. Well, I love it. Yeah, Quadri Allison's interesting late. I will point out that this is a deep tight end class. So, like with those fourth, fifth round picks, I mean, if there's running backs I'm intrigued with, I'm going to go with the running backs, but – You've got guys lasting into like fourth, fifth rounds, like Cahill Waring, who went to the Texans in the third round. You know, he's he's a guy that, you know, his senior year started playing football. He's very athletic. He was the guy that was a water polo player. Um, Dawson Knox, also pretty raw, that went to Old Miss. Didn't have a lot of college production, but went to the Bills. I'm intrigued by him. Um, Josh Oliver's sticking around. He went, he was the fifth tight end taken overall. He went to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's an intriguing guy. He could have a little bit of production his rookie year, so I'm intrigued by Josh Oliver as well. Um, Trey, are you in a position to share some some late round guys? I, I mean, I like a lot of the running backs, but I'm, I, I, you'll probably mention some of them. So I wanted to talk about the tight ends. Yeah, no, honestly, you guys have have hit all the guys that I am kind of a fan of. I, you know, I think that I, I don't think either of you mentioned Dexter Williams, the running back up there in Green Bay. I, I think that he's a guy. Um, everybody's kind of anointing. And- oh yeah. Well, Will Will did talk about extra Williams and the fact okay. that he, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we didn't talk about Raquel Armstead who went to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the fifth round. I, I'm intrigued by him and even Trey Jordan Scarlett, your, your Florida product. I mean, he went to the fifth round to the Panthers behind CMC. That depth chart is wide open. He's for sure going to be suspended from that school. Yeah. There, there's a lot of really nice, you know, two other guys, Bryce Love and Mike Weber, you know, I, I think that there's some concerns about potentially uh, Darius Geis and, and being ready for this season. Um, and, and so I think that um, Bryce Love presents an interesting option there in Washington, uh, taken, I think, in the was he a fifth-round pick, I believe, or sixth-round pick. Um, and, then, and then Mike Weber, you know, I think no, he's fourth. No, Bryce Love was fourth round. Oh, fourth round. Fourth yeah, round. early in the fourth. Second pick in the and, fourth round. Yeah, and then, and then Mike Weber is another guy. Yeah, obviously, uh, the Cowboys' offense is built to run the football, and we all know with these you know, high-volume, high-touch running backs that, that injuries are not uncommon. And so I think Mike Weber is a guy. You know, he is not Zeke Elliott, but, I mean, if you can get Mike Weber in the late third or early fourth of your rookie draft and Zeke Elliott goes down with an injury, I mean, do you guys know who is – Who's Zeke Elliott's backup right now? Because I don't know. I know they don't have Rod Smith anymore. He's a free agent, and so yeah. And they, they grab they grab Pollard out, out of Memphis, the other, the other running back. Um, yeah, I so, just. I, I mean, I, I think I, Mike. I think Mike Weber ends up. I mean, Mike, Mike Weber. People forget Mike Weber was a pretty highly touted recruit at Ohio State, and, and really kind of shine. The only reason he didn't get more play was was that you know J.K. Dobbins kind of came on the scene but I, I think J.K. Dobbins is 
going to end up being, I think, a, a starting running back in the NFL. So I think Mike Weber, if something were to happen to Zeke Elliott, you know, you're talking about another guy that could be a league winner uh, for you that you're getting late in rookie drafts. We didn't even talk about J.K. Dobbins, too, in that 2020 class. Oof, oof. Also, Chris, so Chris Thompson's contract runs up this year. Uh, you know, Bryce Love is even just uh, a potential, like, add-on to that offense with what they're doing. I, I, I think this is a great scoop. That's right. Bye-bye, Chris Thompson. Nice knowing you. All right, guys. I think that is a nice – that was a nice overview of what to do in your – Superflex drafts or, or even non-superflex drafts. But any final thoughts that we went into with? Actionable advice. I, I think, you know, mine is don't – I would not trade up or, like, be aggressive trading into this draft. If you don't have rookie picks, just let it, let it go. Trade out if you can get some 2020 assets because the 2020 draft is going to be better. Um, I know we say that all the time, but I'm confident this time that it's going to be better. If you, if you look at the 2020 draft class, just just looks unbelievable. So don't get crazy. Don't. Don't get aggressive, in my opinion, and trade your 2020 draft picks to get into this 2018 draft. If you want to trade your you know, guys that are on your team, that's one thing. But I, I would be very cautious about trading those 2020 picks. That's just my opinion. So, Trey, closing thoughts? No. <laughs> Will, closing uh, thoughts? No, yeah, okay. I, I, th- I think you nailed it. I think, you know, as you're going through your rookie drafts, I think that, you know, Priority number one is flip for 2020 picks. You know, people get a little crazy, especially when you get to the later rounds, right? I mean, if you are going in to try and acquire 2020 first, you're going to probably have a tough time, right? Because everybody's hyping this 2020 class to be just this ridiculous class. And it's good. It's very talented. However, what I'm finding is people are much more willing to give 2020 seconds and 2020 thirds. So take advantage. You know, if you're sitting on the clock at, at 210, 209, um, even maybe like 208, I, I think next year the guys available in that late second are going to be fairly comparable to guys available in the early second this year. So I am, am very willing. I've had a couple instances where I've been able to trade down even in the second um, from like 202 to 207, 208, and pick up a 2023rd. Um, one instance where I moved down from the um, middle of the second to the beginning of the third and picked up a 2022nd actually. So, you know, don't think that, you know, people are just overvaluing 2020 picks. 2021st, yes. But it seems like I think sometimes certain owners just don't value rookie picks in the second or third round. And, and as we talked about, you know, th- there's going to be some real opportunities there. So hammer running backs in the, in the later rounds, collect as many picks as you can. Cause again, they're all dart throws, right? And so, you know, five dart throws is better than three dart throws. Um, and if you can add to the picks this year or flip to, to picks next year, then I'm all for it. And don't underestimate the fact that there, it just takes one or two guys in, in your league that get rookie fever that they just decide I got to trade in and get these picks. There's, there's usually a couple of guys in those leagues. I was just in a startup draft where I saw it. I saw a couple of guys that they just wanted to acquire these 2019 picks and it, and it happened. So, and not that it's a bad thing. Not that if you like really feel there's a screaming value, if you're in a super flex league and super flex league and Kyler Murray slips to the one Oh four. Yeah. You might want to try to trade into that pick, but, but be judicious with that uh, aggression. Will Greenwood final thoughts. The, ju- the, final the judiciary sect of the fancy Joe's Ryan Livergood. In, in standard or just in one quarterback leagues, 
Uh, after the top four, don't trade up uh, into, into, into anything. It's a mess. Uh, unless somebody really slips. I'm actually going to be very surprised at the hit rate of these wide receivers this year. Um, in general, as far as like pleasantly surprised with, with, with any pick I had to take and got, but um, I would be, I'm just like, like even moving up for Paris Campbell who went to the Colts, great landing spot. I, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, there's just not enough go flags for those kind of players. DK Metcalf is another one. I, there's not enough. I, I love his upside, but am I going to move anything up into get him? I would go just, you know, the, the Josh Jacobs, the Miles Sanders, the Nikhil Harry. And then if you want David Montgomery, as much as, as, much as it pains me, because I, I do love David Montgomery, but those first three, and after that, if you want to check out and you want to sell up, uh, I, would, I would do that. I would just move back for next year because I don't think these guys are going to produce this year. And with that, you want to check us out on Twitter, at FFJoes. Go to patreon.com slash fantasyjoes to check out our exclusive shows for Patreon-only supporters that support us on Patreon. You don't want to miss that. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.